No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord comforts Zion. They should look to their rock and listen to Him rather than fearing man. The ransomed of the Lord will return with singing. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 51 on Simply the Bible. Isaiah wrote concerning events that would happen 175 years in the future. The Jewish captives in Babylon would need three things. First, they would need comfort. Any father who disciplines his child knows how important it is to follow up with comfort lest the child becomes discouraged or misinterprets the discipline for hatred. Second, they would need to wake up. The majority of the Babylonian captives would settle in Babylon and not be prepared when God opened the door for them to return to Judah. Third, they would need to be prodded when it was time to leave. The Lord gave this prophecy to Isaiah for these three reasons. It would be for the Jews of the future to take to heart. Isaiah 51. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So he says for them to look to the rock from which they came. Now, usually the rock was a metaphor for God. But in this case, it seems to point to their ancestor, Abraham. God called Abraham and Sarah when they were alone. They had no children. And he blessed them and increased them. And he gave them descendants as innumerable as the stars. Now, when the people would finally leave Babylon, only 50,000 would return to Judah in the first wave. Though they were few in number, God would multiply them in the land as he had done with Abraham and Sarah. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it thanksgiving, and the voice of melody. As the people considered returning to Jerusalem, there wasn't much to go home to. The walls were rubble. The temple was destroyed. It was a wasteland. The immensity of the task before them would have been daunting. But God promised that he would make the wilderness places like Eden and the desert like the garden of the Lord. From these desolate places, would come joy, gladness, thanksgiving, and singing. If we are pleasing the Lord, then He is able to make our barren places beautiful. He gives the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Listen to me, my people, and give ear to me, O my nation, for law will proceed from me, and I will make my justice rest as a light of the people's. My righteousness is near, my salvation has gone forth, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands will wait upon me, and on my arm they will trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look on the earth beneath, for the heavens will vanish away like smoke. 
The earth will grow old like a garment, and those who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will not be abolished. While the people were living in Babylon, they stopped listening to the Lord, probably because of their unbelief, discouragement, and worldliness. But now God called them to listen to his voice. God would send forth his righteous law and he would make his justice a light for all the peoples. Even the coastlands, that is the nations farthest from Israel, would trust in the Lord when they saw his righteousness and his salvation on behalf of his people, the Jews. As seemingly enduring as the heavens and earth are, the truth is they will pass away. They will burn up with a fervent heat and God will create new heavens and a new earth. But the Lord's salvation shall endure forever. Now, since everything we experience in our lifetimes is relatively a brief moment on the timeline of eternity, how shall we then live? Everything we see, all the material world, will all pass away, including our own bodies. But the Lord's salvation is forever. What could be more important than knowing we are saved? Listen to me, you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults, for the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Now, God addressed his people who had his law in their hearts. That is also one of the characteristics of the new covenant. God has written his law on our hearts so that his word may always guide us. The Jews had been slandered by their Babylonian oppressors. Their words had hurt them deeply and made them afraid. But now they could take comfort and not be afraid because God was going to consume their enemies as a moth consumes a garment. And that's just good for us to remember. It's so important that we trust the Lord and let God take care of our enemies. This reminds us of what Jesus said in Mark 9:44, Speaking of Gehenna, the lake of fire, he said, Their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. But God's righteousness and salvation endure forever. Again, nothing in this life is more important than ensuring that we are saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and receiving his ransom for our sins. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Are you not the arm that cut Rahab apart? and wounded the serpent? Are you not the one who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, that made the depths of the sea a road for the redeemed to cross over? So the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So the people cried out to God that he would wake up and bring the deliverance he brought formally in the exodus from Egypt. If God would do this, then the ransomed of the Lord would return to Zion with joyful singing. 
Verse 12, I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die and of the son of a man who will be made like grass? And you forget the Lord, your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. You have feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor when he has prepared to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? The captive exile hastens that he may be loosed, that he should not die in the pit and that his bread should not fail. So the Lord was now comforting them, rising up to deliver them from their Babylonian captors. Why should they fear man who would pass away like grass and forget their maker? It is human nature to fix our eyes on the problems before us rather than the God above us. We forget that he is the creator of everything and that he loves us. We are his dearly loved children. So why should we fear man? In fact, the Bible says that the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. The Jews had known the fury of their Babylonian oppressors, but now God would take care of the Babylonians and set his people free. But I am the Lord your God, who divided the sea, whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion, you are my people. Often the Lord would say, I am the Lord. I am Yahweh, your God. And I put my words in your mouth. Now he did this to Isaiah, who was then putting the prophecy into their mouths 175 years later. But he said, I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. Just the amazing protection of the Lord. And boy, when we know that we are in the Lord's hands, we don't need to be afraid of anything. Everything that's going to happen to us has been father filtered. And Satan can't touch us except God gives him permission. But he said, I say to Zion, you are my people. And that should give us great encouragement because even though they were a people that had disobeyed God and, and served idols, God did not disown them as his people. He disciplined them for a period, but now he would deliver them. Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, you who have drunk at the hand of the Lord, the cup of his fury. You have drunk the dregs of the cup of trembling and drained it out. There is no one to guide her among all the sons she has brought forth, nor is there any who takes her by the hand among all the sons she has brought up. These two things have come to you. Who will be sorry for you? Desolation and destruction, famine and sword. By whom will I comfort you? Your sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets like an antelope in a net. They are full of the fury of the Lord, the rebuke of your God. And so they had said to God, awake, God, and save us, you know. And now he says, now you awake and stand up, O Jerusalem. He said, you have drunk from the cup of the Lord's fury. Surely they had, as Jerusalem had been destroyed, they had known famine and the sword. And sadly, there had been no one to guide them. 
All of their sons had fainted lying in the streets. And even in Babylon, it would seem that there was no one who was a spiritual leader to be that prophetic voice to them. Thus, God spoke to them through the prophet Isaiah. Therefore, please hear this, you afflicted and drunk, but not with wine. Thus says your Lord, the Lord and your God, who pleads the cause of his people. See, I have taken out of your hand the cup of trembling, the dregs of the cup of my fury. You shall no longer drink it, but I will put it into the hand of those who afflict you, who have said to you, lie down that we may walk over you, and you have laid your body like the ground and as the street for those who walk over. And so they could rejoice now because the Lord was taking the cup of his fury that they had had to drink. Now he was going to give it to the Babylonians who had oppressed them and walked over them. The day of the Lord's vindication had finally come. You know, I get so much encouragement when I see the Lord's heart for his people, the Jews, because despite everything they have done and everything that they have been through, he will never forget his people. and He will always bring forth the promises that he declared to the patriarchs and he will deliver them in his time. When his day of vindication comes, they will know his salvation. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Next week, we will see that although Zion sold herself for nothing, the Lord will redeem her. How beautiful are those who bring good news. Jerusalem should sing joyfully for her salvation. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.